The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. If you got time, go and give us a rate and review on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or Audible or wherever you're listening to it. Uh, it helps us grow. We appreciate all of the support, and I can see the big uptick, uh, uptick in listeners. I appreciate you all for tuning in. The Pelicans, the Pelicans, the Pelicans, our Pelicans, our one Nola Pelicans defeat the Suns in front of a massive crowd at the Smoothie King Center, 118 to 103. The Pelicans, 36 win team. The Suns, 64 win team. And we're heading back to Phoenix, the Foot Arena, I think it's called. Uh, 2-2. Series tied. One of the most exciting series, I think, of all the playoffs, from what I've seen. Anyway, uh, I've watched a fair bit of the playoffs. It's been fantastic, actually, having basketball on each and every day. And I think ours has been the most exciting. A back-and-forth arm wrestle. Uh, the Master and the Apprentice being... Willie Green and, and Monty Williams just going back and forth, a coaching masterclass, adjustments here and there, basically playing the same system. And Gosh, who's going to win the next one? I don't know. It's um, it's an arm wrestle, and hopefully it's the Pels, and, and we can fight through. I think there's uh, heading into Phoenix with the big... Um, uh, with the momentum is just going to be huge, and we've beaten them there before. There's no reason why we can't uh, go and beat them again. So... It'll be tough. The team that wins is the one that wins twice in a row. So, at this point, who knows? We're going to see. But, as I said, Pelicans win 118 to 103, 103. And, gosh, where to begin? Firstly, the narrative is changing. Antonio Daniels talked about it all year. We heard it on the broadcast. We hear it on Twitter. We hear it wherever we're listening. We listen to the... National media berate the Pelicans all year. We had takes that were, oh, move them to Seattle. We don't deserve basketball. We don't deserve to be here. The team's mismanaged. Zion's going to leave. I know I've done this rant before, but 
every time it rings true. This team dug in, and everyone got given a shirt at the arena, and, and it said, we got to fight. you got to fight. And that's what they did. They came out and they fought so hard. And as a team, that's not meant to be here. They're playing with house money. We hear this story. We hear these uh, um, these phrases tossed about. Well, I think they earned every damn minute of playoff basketball because they have worked their tails off and they're proving that they've hung. They can hang with these teams, that they can hang out in the playoffs. And not only that, but excel. And you've got to be proud of this team. You've got to be. I mean, what they've managed to pull together after the start that they had, after the adversity that they've dealt with, after the you know overarching narrative and and constant constant uh, belittling and and uh, not being taken seriously, they've managed to just overcome it all. They drown the noise out. They become the most uh, I suppose informed team at the minute in terms of being able to play together, uh, playing hard. The defense has just been fantastic. And what more do you want? This time of the season, there's an old saying. It says, early ripe means early rotten. It's about fruit. The Pelicans, you don't win in for anything that matters back in November. Of course, those wins help. They get your playoff seating. But you don't win championships. You don't win clout. This, the lights aren't as bright back in November. But you know where they are? In April and May and June. And that's where we want to head. And all of this is just, you know, a precursor to what we're going to see for years to come. And I'm so, so excited as to what they've built and what they managed to, doing, uh, to do out there. So, what would be like? Well, number one, we like winning. That was pretty good. Series uh, 2-2. They were going to go up 3-1 if they won and then go back to to Phoenix to hopefully close the series out. So for us, big opportunity uh, to, you know, even the series up and and avoid that uh, 4 or the gentleman's sweep, they call it, the 4-1 victory. And, you know, we want to make a series of this. I think we've earned it. And what we've seen is is that they're willing to fight and do that. no Devin Booker again in this one um, for them, and his hamstring still remains, uh, you know, uncertain as to when he's going to return, whether it's next game or not. He's still listed as out indefinitely. So we, we take on the guys that are in front of us. Cam Johnson steps into that lineup, and we make adjustments. We know that Chris Paul in the last game, in game three, had his fingerprints all over it. And when a guy like that gets to control the game, it's very difficult to beat him. We saw that. He took over. In this game, we made adjustments. Herb Jones. I cannot say enough about Herb Jones in this game. He was unreal. Honestly, he had 13 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. And basically had the first half job and, and a, ro- a sort of a rotational job on Chris Paul all night. And just did a fantastic job against him. Chris Paul, he was woeful shooting. He had four points, three rebounds, 11 assists, two of eight shooting, no threes. And also, uh, he had three turnovers. Now, if you saw all the graphics, uh, I suppose you were there, uh, basically they were showing the stats of Chris Paul. And for the first three games, he had two total rebounds. He was averaging something like 14 assists and and two turnovers um, was his total. So, you know, what was it? 
assist to turnover ratio of like 17 to, to 1 or something or even more. And he um, he managed to turn the ball over three times. He looked uh, in all sorts of pain and trouble when Jose got put onto him in the second quarter or second half. And Jose got under his skin and Herb did as well. And, you know, in that third game, they tried to switch Chris Paul off so that he could get going. And they did that bit in, uh, in game one as well. Get Chris Paul going, get that switch, the mismatch. But what they were doing is switching and then you switch off <laughs> of Jose and you've got Herb in front of you. So it didn't make it any easier for him. And, and honestly, I'm so proud of those guys. There are two rookies and they're the two first players that I've that have highlighted in this show, if that doesn't uh, say enough. Herb Jones, two of those big swats out of the uh, off the jump shot. There was a couple of three-pointers uh, that were shot and he blocked, he blocked them. You don't see that very often at all, blocking three-point shots. But, you know, with Herb, and I know we don't mention enough on here, he does it every second game. It's so difficult. He's, and one of them, the one on Mikhail Bridges, I think it was the first one, he was guarding Chris Paul. He then rotated from the top of the three-point line, went baseline and closed the bloke out on the far corner, jumped and swatted it, and nearly recovered it had CJ's foot not been in the way. Uh, gosh. It was just awesome. He's an athletic marvel. And, and to be able to do that, the def- the defense was just out of this world. And I've now watched the game twice because that's how exciting my life is. And obviously, I like to take the joys in that. Uh, watching the Pelicans, especially when they win. So I've watched it with both broadcasts. And both, so well, both being Pelicans and National. I can be bothered with the Suns. I don't need that one-eyed sort of carry-on. Both of them were just like in awe of him being able to do that. Reggie Miller was like, I don't even understand how he's done this. Um, They were just gobsmacked. And I think we are as well as fans. We get to watch this guy uh, go from second round rookie who's meant to be playing in Birmingham in the G League for uh, most of the season. Stead becomes a starter. Defends his absolute living daylights out. Now given the biggest tasks on the biggest stage in, in basketball. He's in the playoffs guarding the best, well, arguably the best point guard uh, that's ever played. The point god is his nickname. And he's doing a heck of a job on him. And then he's rotating off and, and beating Mikael Bridges, a great shooter, a great player. Beating guys like Cam Payne, who's revitalized his career, who can shoot the three. It's getting blocked off his hand. Well, at the, almost at the peak of the three. It's, um, oh, it's unbelievable. He's something else, Herb Jones. And we are just... Oh, that's what makes it so exciting is that this is his rookie season. This is what we're seeing after what he's played. Like, not even 100 games? Maybe 90 games? Come on. What is this What is this guy? Well, we know he's going to be first-team all-defense at some point because the national media is starting to look at him. Because they're starting to watch Pelicans because they're exciting, apparently, because they weren't before, allegedly. And his jump shot and his ability to score and cut and pass and, you know, he can even play a bit of that point being able to create, bring the ball up. There's something special there. There's, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's, we're just scratching the surface on Herb Jones and I'm excited to see what he turns into. And I'm very, very glad that we have him and he's on our team. So... Let's go over to the quarter by quarter. Let's start there. So, arm wrestle first quarter, 22 to 25. Uh, Pelicans on top. 
started well. Brandon Ingram was fantastic in that first quarter. He was getting everything he wanted. Uh, he was being aggressive. He was getting his teammates involved. And after only having two assists last game, he rebounded, ended up having five in this one, uh, started, and they say it's like handing out plates. And it was because he was just cooking and he was getting everyone else involved. Fantastic. Second quarter, Phoenix sort of did a bit of what we did to them in uh, what they did to us in the previous game. Second quarter, they came out 29 to 24, started getting on a bit of a run, uh, went into the end of the second quarter with uh, up by two, I think it was. And we were, I don't know, we didn't feel like we are out of it at all. It just felt like an arm wrestle. They weren't hitting shots. We weren't hitting that many shots. That quarter probably wasn't our best, but the ball kept moving. And that was a big difference between this one and last game is that we moved the basketball. Quarter three, Brandon Ingram decides that, hang on, we better win this game. And he goes ballistic. He ends up getting the 30 points. Uh, doesn't score in the fourth quarter, but by then the damage is done. He pushes us out to a 10-point lead going into that last quarter. 35-23, to 23 we beat them. And they were in all sorts of pain. We were, we were putting it on them. Uh, CJ chipped in as well. was great. And honestly, it was just everyone. Everyone that came in affected the game. DG hit a couple of big, oh, hit a big three. And, uh, you know, Jose came in and was defending uh, like his life depended on it. We had Herb playing well. Trey came in. Najee came in, played well. Uh, JV, Larry Nance was massive. He was getting those offensive tips off the rebound, um, including one right down the stretch, three minutes to go. CJ basically put the nail in the coffin when uh, Larry Nance goes up, taps the ball back to uh, to CJ, who splashes a massive three. Okay, so we know Brandon starts the last quarter on the bench, usually three or four minutes uh, before he comes in. Enter Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas, we said he'd had a pretty bad game. I think everyone acknowledged it uh, in the last game. Only five field goal attempts hit one of them. In this one, he was Dominant. He was the JV that we'd seen earlier in the season. Uh, why he's got 55 uh, or 54 uh, double-doubles. Another one tonight. He was massive. We fed him early. He was getting going. Uh, came into that last quarter with 15 points. Ended with 26. He was big time. He was going at DeAndre Ayton. He was going at JaVale McGee. It didn't matter who was in front of him. He was playing big man. Big man ball, bully ball, tall ball, whatever you want to call it. He had hold of it, and uh, they had no answer for him. You know when I knew the game was over? JV, I think it was about the seven-minute mark of the last quarter. Ball squirts out to JV, and he sizes it up for a three. And we know he loves that little pump fake, and you think, all right, well, he hasn't shot a three for a bit. Bang. And immediately, in my head, clickety-clack. Antonio Daniels saying that, bang. That was game over. I, I Yeah. They still felt like they were around. I think they pushed it out to about eight points, and they kept hanging around until that uh, CJ um, uh, nail in the coffin three at about the three-minute mark, and then they waved the white flag, and, and they were out of there. A couple other highlights in that last quarter were basically Jose just putting Chris Paul in all sorts of hell. He uh, he got that turnover uh, on an eight-second count. Uh, there was an inbounds. Chris Paul had himself right back in the corner, uh, and... Jose being Jose picked him up 94 feet. Um, they taps the ball back out of bounds, and so that was a, a second and a half. And then Hounds, Chris Paul, Hounds, Chris Paul, he's slapping it, taps it out of his hands, and eight-second call. Jose goes ballistic. The crowd goes ballistic. 
I go ballistic, everyone was. And wow, it was just an awesome, awesome moment. And to watch it again, I don't know, what, 10 minutes ago, uh, it was it was just electric. And then a couple of minutes later, who is it? Jose, out of bounds play. The old sneaky uh, patented Jose Alvarado steal. The Grand Theft Alvarado sneaks up and slaps it out of Chris Paul's hand from behind. Runs in, passes to Herb Jones, puts it in, and uh, it was uh, that's all she wrote. It was over. Um, you know, Vince Carter dunk uh, contest sort of over. It was just awesome. And we frustrated them. We really did. Every time they wanted to do something or get something going, we took them to the free throw line. We were very good at the free throw line in terms of getting there, converting. We could have been a bit better. But I think 42 free throw attempts on the night, which Monty Williams after the game whinged about, as you would because they only had 17 attempts. But we played aggressive. And the refs were rewarding us for going into the paint. The Suns just simply didn't do that. They settled for jump shots, which weren't falling. And, and you know, that's that's all she wrote at the end of the day. So they, um, they didn't get the calls. And, and we did, and we took advantage of it. So let's go over to the team-by-team team stats. Um, field goal percentage, 47 to 50. They actually shot 50%, but uh, only 25% from three. Seven to 27 and for them, they've been woeful at the three-point line this year. Uh, this series, pardon me. This year, they've been very good. Uh, we also only shot 25%. Six of 24. So, you know, cancelled each other out pretty much. Free throws, they were 10 of 15. That's all they gave them. 15 free throw attempts, 66%. So, you leave five points there. That's for them. We had 32 of 42. Left 10 on the board. And there was some... I think there was at one point, there was two technicals. One on Monty Williams. One on Chris Paul. Uh, and then there was also two shots for Jonas. So Brandon took the two, missed those two technicals, and then JV came up. This is all in the last quarter. Missed the first one, hit the second one. So, you know, we left a lot of these on the table. And I understand that there was this disparity. This, well, it was a huge disparity in terms of the free throws. But I also didn't feel that it was that lopsided throughout the game. I mean, that's probably as a biased Pelicans fan, but... It felt like we were being rewarded for attacking the basket. And all the fouls that we were given were there. I mean, like I said, there was the four from the, um, or the two from the technical, including that, uh, and then the two shots. And then you've also got the flagrant foul on Chris Paul after he <laughs> he uh, almost turned the ball over on uh, with Jose Alvarado. And then they inbounds it off Crowder. And Herb Jones steals it and then puts it back in, gets slapped around the head by Chris Paul. Uh, and Chris Paul gets the superstar treatment and gets the flagrant one instead of the blatant flagrant two. But, you know, I'm not a referee and I can't pretend that I care enough for um, me to whinge about it like I did last game because we won. So that's, uh, you know, winner's luck, I guess. Uh, what we saw was still a, a lower assist amount. We had 20 assists, they had 33, and all credit to them for moving the basketball. Uh but it felt like the ball moved. Whether or not we converted the assists, it, and, and I know we had a few offensive rebounds, 19 in fact, uh, and so a few of those passes, we actually had the good position and then missed the layup and then followed it and put it back in. JV, uh, Billy Hernan Gomez did that at the end of the game as well when he came in in, um, in garbage time, well, or bonus time, shall we say. Uh, it, was, um, it, it was one of those games that, we put each other in good positions, but not necessarily converting into assists. So that was something that I liked as it didn't stick as much. 
I think uh, we tried to do a bit of that sizing up that CJ likes to do, go between his legs and all that sort of carry-on. And for the most part, he converted off those. But I also felt that the ball moved a lot better than it had in the last game, which, you know, that's something that we pride ourselves on. Smashed him in the rebounds, 48-39. to 39. Uh, Every time they wanted to get something uh, going, we, we just stifled it out. Keeping him to one attempt on the... Uh, on their possessions was very, very important in this one. No, not as many second-chance points, which was really good. Um, offensive rebounds, I already said that. We had 19. Uh, steals, 8-6. to six, Blocks, 3-all. Turnovers. We actually only had 8 turnovers in this game. We had 17 in the last one. What did we do? We didn't beat ourselves. We forced 12 turnovers from them. We also made sure that they only got 10 points off our 8 turnovers. Last game... They absolutely abused us at the turnovers. Points off turnovers were huge for them. It was basically the difference in the game. This one, we made them make mistakes, and then we got 14 points off their 12 turnovers. Live ball turnovers are killers, and in this game, we didn't do that half as much as we had in other games. And when we did, uh, either we got back in defense, or you let them have their layup or their dunk, all credit to them, and we don't make a silly error and foul and make it a three-point play or a clear path or anything flagrant. We, you let them have the two points and we'll get it back at the other end. You know, don't drop your head, get back and, and we we uh, make uh, amends for the next play. And there was a there was a Jose steal, I think it was on Jay Crowder, later on in the game uh, where he turned the ball over. Jose did, pardon me. And next play down, I can't remember who it was actually, I think it was Jose, uh, came down... Jose set a, a um, screen or a charge basically for uh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder ran straight over him and flattened him. Turn over to them, ball back our way. So, you know, you don't have to impact that direct play, but if you make an effort at the other end to redeem yourself, you know, you're all right by me. So really, really good uh, in that sense. Uh, I was really impressed with the guys, honestly. As, as you can hear, I'm up and about. So... Box score, before we go to the break, Brandon Ingram had 30 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 11 of 23, 1 of 5, 3 pointers, 7 of 10 from free throws, uh, and only 1 turnover, plus 18 on the night, and he, honestly, he's our superstar, we go as he goes, and, you know, I could I could sit here, we could do a 2 hour podcast of me just saying great things about Brandon Ingram, and maybe one day I'll do that, but tonight's not the night, uh, Brandon was just fantastic. CJ McCollum, 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists, 1 steal, 8 of 21 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3, including that massive one right at the end. Uh, you know, when your 3-point is not falling and then you hit one with 3 minutes to go, you know, all credit to you. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Uh, a quieter night his, of his scoring, but he definitely took a backseat to BI and, and JV in this one. Uh, Herb Jones had 13 points, was aggressive, getting to the basket. Two rebounds, three assists, two steals, three blocks, as we said. Uh, three of seven shooting. JV, 32 minutes. His best game of the series, I reckon. 26 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, nine of 15 shooting, and that three-pointer that was huge. He he was unreal. He was unbelievable. Uh, I need other objectives because he was just, he was big time. And when we needed him to respond, he came out and took over the game. And in that last quarter, he was unstoppable. You didn't matter what coverage they wanted to do. He was spinning to his left shoulder. He was spinning to his right shoulder. He was stepping through. He was getting putbacks. He even did a try to put back dunk at one point. He, they missed that because I think Trey jumped over the top. But 
you know, just a really great game for Jonas. And, and what, it just makes it exciting for the future because all these guys are locked in. They're all coming back. And then we're adding Zion. So anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Jackson Hayes, 13 minutes. Didn't get ejected in this one, which was nice. Two points, two rebounds. Did everything he needed to do. Had 13 minutes, but he was active. And he was a threat. And whether or not the stats show what he did, he was uh, disruptive. He was uh, finding his teammates. He was working uh, with each other and, and you know, playing within the offense. And that's all he can ask for. And we've got to remember, Jackson Hayes was the guy who got out in transition in game two. And that's when we won that game and didn't book his hamstring on that play. You know, while it could have happened on any play, by us having to make them accountable, we then get a net benefit. Uh, it's just how it sort of played out. So he's been very important in this. And, and you know, with the two and two, it doesn't show what he uh, actually did on the on the court. So he was great in that 13, uh, 13 point win. Uh, 13 minutes, pardon me, what am I talking about? Larry Nance, uh, 25 minutes. He had six and seven and three. One steal, three of three field goal. Did everything he needed to do. He was on those back taps on the uh, rebounds. He was defending. He, he talks, he communicates as, a, as the center, which is what you need. And honestly, he's he was really good against DeAndre Ayton. Ayton had a good game, but then we changed the matchup a little bit so that JV didn't have to go against him quite as much. Uh, and... It, it made him uncomfortable. Nance managed to close out on uh, DA a little bit better. Got Took away that little mid-range hook. And, and DeAndre Ayton in the second half disappeared. We didn't see him uh, when he was huge in game three. And he was big in the first half in this game for them. Uh, Alvarado, I mean, I could, his stats is like five points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. But we know, like if you watch the game, he was big time. They gave him a plus minus one. He was a plus one on the, on the night. He was he was everything. He got the crowd into it, so there were six men on the court, basically, with the crowd. He, he was getting Chris Paul, under Chris Paul's skin. He had Jay Crowder talking all sorts of nonsense, thinking he was a bit more um, braver than he is. And, you know, he didn't shy away. And when you're an undrafted rookie, playing against the, one of the best point guards of all time, and you go at him like that, man, I'm proud of that guy. He played well. Trey Murphy, 15 minutes, 2 points and 3 rebounds and an assist. He was solid. Missed his one shot, but uh, had a couple of free throws. That's just what you want. Devontae Graham, another good game off the bench. Just short of 13 minutes. Had 8 points, 1 rebound, 1 steal. His 3-pointer's looking good. He's, he's playing within the offense, and when he comes out, he hits his couple of shots, and then he goes and sits on the bench and, and celebrates and cheers his guys on. And that's all I can ask. You know, he come out 2 or 3 uh, two or four overall, but two or three from his uh, three-pointers. You know, play play your role. Be be a star in your role, and that's what he's done. These guys came in, and they did what they needed to do. Najee Marshall played 10 minutes, had six points, one assist, one steal. He was good again. You know, when he was in the game, he, he brought the hustle, he brought the intensity, he played hard, and that's all you can ask. We even saw some uh, Billy Hernan Gomez, Garrett Temple minutes, about just short of two minutes of them. Great to see him in the game uh, because they pulled the pin about two minutes to go and we decided to put our guys in. So all credit to them. So that's the box score over at their side. Uh, they had some big games from Aiton, had 23. Cam Johnson struggled with his shot, had 13. Uh, JaVale McGee, 14 off the bench. And that was about it. 11 assists for Paul. No one else was very exciting at all, which was good for us. 
So, we're going to go to a break. We'll come back, do the three key takeaways. And then we will preview the exciting Game 5 back at Arizona. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, thank you for supporting our sponsors as they support us. Uh, MyBoogie.ag is the first place you need to go and visit. Uh, if you need to do your online gambling, go and do it at MyBookie.ag. You can do all sorts of sports betting and casino games. Treat yourself. And when you sign up and use the code ETHOS, you will get a deposit match bonus. Check that out over there, MyBookie.ag. And, of course, gamble responsibly. While you're checking out our sponsors, go and check out Manscaped.com. Great friends of the show and of Sports Ethos. Manscaped.com has all of your grooming needs above and below the belt. Uh, you've got the Lawnmower 4.0. You've got the Weed Whacker. You've got moisturizers. You've got T-shirts, jocks, all that sort of carry on over there. And if you use the code ETHOS20 at checkout, that will give you 20% off and free shipping. Let them know that you're finding about out about them from us uh, with using that code ETHOS20 at checkout. And in addition... ExpressVPN.com. If you need to protect your identity online, go and use ExpressVPN.com. They are a fantastic website, fantastic VPN provider. One click to turn it on. Use it on Netflix. Use it on League Pass. Whatever you want to do, protect yourself online and your family on your personal computers and uh, tablets and iPhones and whatever you got, use uh, ExpressVPN. And if you go to ExpressVPN.com forward slash Hoopball, that will give you an extra three months on a 12-month subscription. Bonus. How bad is that? How good is that? Extra three months on that. So go and check that out. ExpressVPN forward slash or dot com forward slash Hoopball. And finally, our daily fantasy partner, ThriveFantasy.com. Go and check them out. If you like your daily fantasy and, uh, you know, we had a big game from JV, he would have been fantastic. Herb Jones as well were probably pretty good in their daily fantasy today. Uh, check that out over at thrivefantasy.com, our official daily fantasy partner. And use the code ETHOS when you sign up and get yourself a 100% deposit match bonus. And also two or four free game tickets. You get that nowhere else. So check that out. Now, back to our usual programming. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here. A fantastic win. The Pelicans win 118 to 103 at the Smoothie King Center in game four of round one of the playoffs, the Western Conference playoffs. Big games, as I said. B.I. CJ was good. JV had his best game of the series. Herb was massive. Jose was massive. Let's talk about the three key takeaways. Number one, numero uno. Brandon Ingram is the guy. He's our superstar. He should have been an all-star. He should have been an all-star a few times. He's he's had three 30-point games in in this playoffs, which is unbelievable. He's just been next level. He's been passing. He's been scoring. He he knows when to go. He knows when to uh, defer to others, and he has been big time. 
I cannot give enough flowers to Brandon Ingram because he's so humble. He is uh, so self-aware. He is so hardworking. And to see his growth from when he got here to what he is now, he's a superstar. He's one of the best 10 players in this league. He is unstoppable when he gets going. And I am really, really impressed with Brandon Ingram. Honestly, another great game. Uh, his three-point shot starting to... Uh, he's getting a bit more confident with that. And he's beating people in different ways. Whether it's passing, whether it's scoring, it's that mid-range. Oh, I mean, he started giggling against Landry Shaman in one of the shots. He, he shot over him and he started smiling on the way back up. I mean, this guy is just too good. Put a big hammer on top of him at one point, a big dunk. He was... Oh, gosh, I cannot... I cannot undersell Brandon Ingram. He's just... He's so good. And we're going to need him every step of the way for the next few games. Um, key takeaway number two. We closed the game with two rookies once again. They were guarding arguably the best point guard of all time in Chris Paul. And they kept him to four points and 11 assists. He had three turnovers as well. And he'd only had two in the previous three games. All up. Two of eight shooting. Chris Paul looked like he didn't want to be there. He was slapping Herb upside the head. You know, he he was just in all sorts of hell. And I credit our two rookies for doing that. And you see how beloved they are by the fans. You know, the Jose chant is just awesome. Herb Jones, not on Herb. I don't remember rookies coming in before and us having such... Well, firstly, them having such an impact. And two, being so beloved. But particularly because, you know, it's a second rounder and it's also a a two-way player who's now a key, both key rotational players. And Herb Jones, like I said, they're just going to, both of them are just going to keep getting better. And you throw in Trey Murphy, who's been great as well uh, throughout some of the earlier games. He was good again tonight. He was um, active. Box score doesn't uh, give him his flowers, but he was very active as well, getting rebounds and, and shooting, uh, getting back to the um, free throw line. This rookie class has been fantastic. And I, I, I I'm, you know, if you could give out certificates for great rookie draft, well, I'd draft one up and send it through because it was just fantastic. Honestly, it's really, really good. Uh, their impact has been immeasurable, and we don't win this game without Herb and Jose. And I'll say that say that with me chest because that was just, yeah, spot on. Uh, third key takeaway, the work is not done. We celebrate, we cheer, we, you know, heckle the other... Uh, other side, we go at the Suns fans on Twitter because they want to carry on. But the job's not done. We now have to go back to their spot and we need to take one in their house. They've, I think, lost uh, something like four or five or six games this year on the second night. Like they've never, they barely ever lose two in a row. But someone's got to beat them and it's got to be us. Because either they beat us twice or we beat them twice. And how good would it be to beat them tomorrow? Oh, I'm. Wednesday, and then come back out and win again at Smoothie King Center and close it out. I know that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty special. I tell you what. So, job's not done. Guys need to buy in again, lock in. I know they're not overawed by the moment, but the Suns are going to want revenge. They're going to make adjustments like they have in the last four games, as we have, as both teams have. We're going to have to adjust. They're not going to let JV just romp them again. Hopefully he does. They're going to try to get Chris Paul 
off Herb and Jose. I don't know how they're going to do it with two players. But they're going to have to try. They're going to try to take stuff away from Brandon. They're going to take stuff away from CJ. But we have to adapt. And I know that Willie Green is going to be in their ear. He's going to be talking to these guys and getting them ready. I have full faith in our coach and I hope that we can just pull out another one and get into this second round. How good would that be? Second round. Are we allowed to dream yet? I don't know. Maybe if we win another one. But boy, oh boy, this team has been fun. So, game number five is coming up. That's next. That is up on Wednesday morning for me. Tuesday night for the people over in the States. Looks like a 9 p.m. start against Central Time. Um, 10 a.m. for me, which... Oh, I mean, that's just too late. I don't know how people stay up that late watch it. Midnight by the time people are finishing basketball. Anyway, uh, we do what we can. Pelicans got to take them on. We don't know whether or not Devin Booker's back, but we take on whoever is in front of us. Doesn't matter whether he's there, whether he's not, whether it's campaign, whether it's Landry Shamit, whoever's in front of us, we have to go through them. This is the team to beat. And if you knock off the big dog straight away, well, everyone else has won less games than them. So if you can beat these guys, you can beat anyone. So we've got to really come in, lock in, uh, adjust. There'll be a few more tricks up Willie's sleeve, no doubt, to uh, make sure that we don't get stagnant. And we'll make those in-game adjustments as Monty Williams puts his pieces in place as well. But big, big game. And then after that, there's game six. I think the tickets may have been released. I think there was an email I saw go around. Uh, That is on Thursday. Thursday it's on. So have a look for that. Uh, If your tickets, they might be in the email. I don't know if they're on SeatGeek or wherever um, you get your tickets over there. But make sure you check it out and fill the Smoothie King Center as well because... How good was that atmosphere? I'm really jealous that I was sitting at home uh, when you guys were having fun. And honestly, I'll get over there one day for a uh, playoff victory. I'll tell you what, 18,962. Let's beat it. Let's get nine, 18,963 at least because people are getting behind the pels. And if, if you're not on board, jump on board. We're, we're taking members. Everyone can jump on. I don't care. Give these guys their flowers. They've deserved it. They're lovable. They're fun to watch. They play hard. And boy, oh boy, they're good fun. So, I'm going to leave it at that. A little bit longer episode. We do have, well, we may have special guests coming up soon. Uh, So, keep an eye out for that episode as well. Uh, I will make sure that uh, there are episodes flowing this week during our second week of playoffs, which I am... Very, very excited that we're still going. Uh, So I'm going to leave it at that. This, as always, has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. You can follow us on Twitter, at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithenbank. If you've got time, go and rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts because we appreciate it. It helps us grow. Go, Pels. We're going to get hold of them again over in Arizona. Look after yourselves and uh, bye for now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.